Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and author. Think of me as your money mentor making it easy for you to get answers to tough money questions. My mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. You can learn more about me over at lauradadams.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my tools page. I get a lot of questions about the products, tools, services, and resources that I recommend. I've put them all on one page for you at lauradadams.com forward slash tools. I received a question from a show listener named Scott B. that I could really relate to. He said, after being notified by a company that my personal information was stolen from them, I put a freeze on my credit so no new accounts could be opened in my name. But how will that affect my credit score? In this episode, I'll discuss what to do when you find out that your personal data has been compromised. Yep, it happened to me recently. We'll cover the differences between a security fraud alert and a credit freeze, how they affect your credit, and the pros and cons of using a credit monitoring service. Did you know that someone becomes a fraud victim in the United States every two seconds? A criminal only needs a few data points, such as your name, social security number, or credit card number to steal from you. Here are some of the most common types of identity fraud that occurred in 2014. At the top of the list is filing a bogus government document in your name before you do in order to get a tax refund or benefit. This ripoff makes up 40% of identity crimes. And you can learn a lot more about this in a 60 Minutes expose they did called the Tax Refund Scam. It's a really great piece. They go to South Florida and interview a guy who made millions with this scam, and there's still so many people doing it. I'll put a link to the 60 Minutes show in the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. The second most common type of identity fraud is using your existing credit card to make purchases or to open up a new account in your name. That's 17%. Using your information to open utility accounts, such as cable television, internet, electricity, or phone service, and then, of course, never pay the bills, is 13%. Bank fraud, like stealing from your checking, savings, or other deposit accounts, is 4%. And using your information to get a new loan, like a mortgage, personal loan, or car loan, makes up 4% of identity fraud. So what should you do if you're like Scott and me and find out that your personal information has been stolen, either physically or as part of a large corporate breach? 
In some cases, the company that experienced the breach will give you a complimentary membership to a credit monitoring service, and that's what happened in my case. I'll tell you more about those services in a moment. The first step you can take when you think or know that your personal information has been leaked is to set up what's called a security fraud alert on your credit reports. This is a red flag that notifies creditors and merchants to take special precautions to make sure that they're giving credit to the right person. There are two types of fraud alerts. The first is called an initial fraud alert. This one gives you protection for just 90 days if you believe that your identity could be in jeopardy. This makes it more difficult for a thief to open a new credit account in your name. And if you think that you're in jeopardy beyond that 90-day mark, you can simply renew a fraud alert for another 90 days and then keep renewing it as long as you like. The second type of alert is called an extended fraud alert. This gives you protection for up to seven years. But the catch on this one is that you must have been a victim of identity theft. So you have to have documentation to prove it like a report filed with a federal, state, or a local law enforcement agency. Adding either type of fraud alert to your credit file is free, and it doesn't hurt your credit scores in any way. However, if you need credit, having a fraud alert can certainly slow down the application process, as you can imagine. However, if your personal information has been breached, having this kind of delay is well worth the inconvenience, in my opinion. When you place a fraud alert with any one of the three major credit bureaus and their Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, they must notify the other two bureaus on your behalf so alerts can be placed on those files as well. When fraud alerts are placed, the credit bureaus remove your name from their pre-screened offers lists. So that means you'll stop receiving pre-approved offers from lenders, credit cards, and insurance companies while a fraud alert is active. Now, if you're interested in doing that, in just a moment, I'll give you a tip for how to do that even if you don't have a fraud alert on your report. But let's say you're like Scott and you want to take a much more drastic step to protect your credit. You can place a security freeze on your credit files, which essentially means that you drop out of the credit marketplace altogether. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Okay, back to credit freezes. This prevents a credit bureau from releasing your information to anyone without your consent, with some exceptions. Your existing creditors and any credit monitoring services you choose can still access your reports, even if they're frozen. Also, unlike with a fraud alert, your information may still be used for those pre-screened credit insurance offers, even if you have a freeze. These offers never hurt your credit scores because they're a soft inquiry. But if you want to reduce or eliminate them, you can opt out every five years or permanently by visiting optoutprescreen.com. Again, that's optoutprescreen.com. I'll put a link to this in the notes for the show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. Because a credit freeze is much more serious than a fraud alert, you must place them separately with each of the three credit bureaus. Unlike a fraud alert, it's not automatically shared to all the bureaus. Freezing your credit doesn't affect your existing credit accounts, and it has no impact on your credit scores. It's free if you can verify that you've been the victim of identity theft. But if not, you can still place a freeze. The cost ranges from $5 up to $20, depending on the state where you live. Now, once it's in place, you won't be able to get any type of product or service that requires a legitimate review of your credit without unfreezing or what they call thawing out your credit ahead of time. This includes getting a loan, insurance, rental housing, professional licenses, certain government services, a mobile phone, utilities, retail credit at the point of sale, or employment with companies that require a credit check. To unfreeze your credit either permanently or temporarily, you typically must pay another fee to each of the credit bureaus. You'll also have to give them a personal identification number, verify your identity, and provide a statement explaining why you authorize the release of your credit report, for how long, and to whom. Obviously, this slows down any financial application or routine verifications you may need. So if you put a credit freeze on your reports, be sure to plan ahead and lift the credit freeze several days before you need your information released. You may be wondering if you also need a credit monitoring service in addition to a fraud alert or a credit freeze when your personal information has been compromised. As I mentioned, it's common for a breach company to offer a free monitoring service to help you and to smooth over any negative public attention they may have received. This is what I experienced. The company offered me, I believe, a year-long membership. Monitoring gives you an alert when something on your credit report changes, such as a new inquiry, a new account, a late payment that gets posted, or an account that goes to collections. Services generally also scan the internet for your social security number and any credit or debit card numbers that you give them to see if there's a match that could indicate fraud. A monitoring service may also look for address changes reported by the U.S. Postal Service or by creditors. 
which could indicate that a thief has hijacked your mail. Plus, they may offer assistance or insurance if you do become the victim of identity theft. These are great features, so I definitely take the service if a company offers you a credit monitoring membership for free. But what preventative measures should you take if your data has not been compromised? First, it's important to understand what credit protections, like monitoring, fraud alerts, and credit freezes, can and cannot do. As I mentioned, a credit freeze can prevent someone from opening up a brand new credit account in your name, like a credit card or a car loan. But it can prevent someone from using your identity for something unrelated to credit. For instance, it won't keep a determined criminal from filing a bogus tax return, getting a driver's license, or making a false medical insurance claim in your name. Those transactions have nothing to do with your credit report. You simply would not know about them unless you received a notice from the IRS or a medical bill for services that you didn't request. Regardless of what protections you have in place, a thief could steal your physical credit or debit card or even just the card number and make unauthorized purchases. Neither monitoring, alerts, or freezing would tell you if this occurred because individual purchases don't impact your credit report. It's up to you to check your credit card and bank statements to watch for fraudulent activity. Fortunately, your liability for misuse on a credit card is very small. It's typically just $50. However, damage done on a debit card account could be huge, depending on when you report it. To learn more about that, you should listen to a recent podcast I did, which is episode number 403 called Six Risky Situations When You Should Avoid Using a Debit Card. If someone takes over an existing credit account by changing your address, a monitoring service might pick this up after it's happened or once the thief misses a payment. Knowing about a breach doesn't prevent fraud, but it may make you aware of it more quickly. The longer a criminal controls your identity, the greater the damage they can do to your credit history and your finances. If your data has not been compromised, paying for a monitoring service may be overkill, depending on the price, what's offered, how much attention you pay to your finances, and whether you've been the victim of identity theft in the past. Here's a list of what most credit monitoring services will not do. They typically do not watch your credit report at all three bureaus. Many only watch one. They're not going to tell you if a new mobile phone, cable television, or internet account was opened under your name. They won't notify you if your brokerage or retirement accounts have been hacked. They don't know if a thief has made a fraudulent charge on your credit or debit card. They won't tell you if someone has used your information to get a driver's license passport, or other identification document. And they don't know if someone takes government benefits in your name, such as a tax refund, Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security benefits. The bottom line is that monitoring services can help you, but they don't prevent fraud. They act as a line of defense against a small percentage of possible identity crimes that occur every day. You have to protect your confidential information as much as possible, pay attention to signs of fraud, and act on them quickly in order to stay as safe as possible. 
Just like being a good driver helps reduce the likelihood that you'll be in a car accident, there's always the chance that you could get hit. It's the same with protecting your identity. Thanks so much for Scott for sending in this question and inspiring this show. And thanks to you for listening to the episode. You'll find me on Twitter under handle at Laura Adams, L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-M-S with no space. Send me your question or comment anytime. Also, I want to invite you to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Debt. It's a great place to keep the conversation going with a very smart group of like-minded people who are building credit, paying down debt, investing, and reaching for big financial goals, just like you. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Debt on Facebook, or you can send me a text message, and I'll send you an invitation right now. Just text GROUP400, that's GROUP400, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.